You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We got to get started. <laughs> we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final Hit and Hustle post-game instant reaction show for the 2023 season. Notre Dame beats Oregon State in the Sun Bowl 40-8. to I am Grateful Among, your host, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Mr. Jamie University. Uh, we just watched Notre Dame uh, beat a pretty pretty uh, short-handed Oregon State team. I actually kind of felt bad. Like they, Those guys, they, they didn't really have a chance with all the losses that they incurred. Uh, it just wasn't there for them. And then when Silas Bolden went out with the hamstring, uh, they really had no chance. They didn't have a chance to block Notre Dame. Uh, they had lost their tackles and uh, another lineman up front. And so they were really shorthanded. They didn't have an answer for Notre Dame, uh, just blocking them defensively. And then Notre Dame just had more on, on their end on offense. And uh, and they were able to just to dominate the game. Uh, it was never really close. Uh, Oregon State never really threatened to uh, to – to do anything until basically they scored the touchdown in, in garbage time. So, uh, but we're going to talk about that. It was, it was a fun game to watch and it was a nice way to cap the 2023 season. Notre Dame finishes 10 and three. They get their 10th win, which is pretty important in my opinion. I, I think you want to do those things. You want to win those games. You want to get the 10 wins, double digit win season. Um, so it's nice to get that off the schneid there uh, for Marcus Freeman uh, and getting a double digit win for him. So thank you everyone for tuning in. If this is your first time catching us, please subscribe to our channel. Please hit the like button on this show and please hit the notification bell. So whenever it is, we are going live. Links to this show and the podcast are, are in going to be in the description below. So you can check us out on our pod feed there. And before we get started, just one last call for the ISD uh, ESQ clothing special. 25% off. I didn't check with God. I figure it's still the holiday season. Um and so, you know, New Year's is coming up. So uh, one last call for the uh, ISD 25 online purchase of the, the bamboo dress shirt, which you've seen on all of Notre Dame's favorite players and coaches. It's the most comfortable bamboo dress shirt made of sustainable bamboo fibers. Your bamboo shirt is naturally odor resistant, wrinkle resistant, even machine washable. Also three degrees cooler than cotton. So you can sweat it out uh, watching games and, uh, you know, for Whatever, whatever it is you're sweating out, you can you can comfortably put on your bamboo dress shirt, and it'll be three degrees cooler than cotton. So, so uh, you use ISD twenty five to get twenty five percent off your online purchase at esqclothing.com or visit God at Chicago Showroom to get your perfect custom fit. Jamie, I, th I thought there were some some good performances in this game. First of all, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, we're, we're coming Christmas. up on Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all those uh, who are watching our show. We were uh, we were light on shows coming into it, you know. People were sick, family holidays. Jamie's traveling; he's all over the country. He's all over. He's all over the the North America, continental uh, North American continent. And so, but we're here to talk about this, Jamie. What what are your main takeaways from the uh, from the game today? Um, I I think what you said at the beginning uh, about it was just so obvious to me that Notre Dame had just a way better roster out there than yeah. Oregon State. Um, and that was going to be the case because it was basically the same amount of opt-outs. You know, you could say give or take, maybe Oregon State had a little bit more um, overall in terms of like their top guys on their team. 
Um, like they had more guys on defense that were missing too. So that, that hurt them as well in their back seven. But like, um, I just think that you look at it, they don't have the guys to come in and replace those guys, guys who were like all pack 12 level guys. Um, you know, go Branson as much as he, I mean, the guy was the starter last year. Well, he's the third stringer this year, right? Yeah. Like, um, and he got to play with those two tackles who were starting, like he got to play with all those other guys last year. So, um, it's a big difference. He didn't get a chance with, without all that talent, you know, the top two receivers are out. The top tight end is, is transferred. Um, they just didn't have much of a chance and it was just, so, which was always why the line looked stupid to me. Like I thought that. It dropped. It went from six yeah. to, to like four, six and a half to four and a half or something. People were texting me like, "What? Did someone get hurt?" I'm like, "I don't think so." That was that was crazy, Jamie. Yeah, I just think that that was insane. Um, and I mean, I got it at minus six and a half, and I, I mean, obviously that worked out pretty <laughs> well. Um, I, I I just I I just think that it was just the depth of the programs. I, and I think that's just something that you're just going to see where Notre Dame recruits at a different level than Oregon state. So you can say with like Oregon state had all their best guys out there that, I mean, they probably win that game against Notre Dame. If, if every single one of those guys are out and then all the guys opted out for Notre Dame, but even if all the guys are there for Notre Dame, Notre Dame probably still wins the game too. Cause they're just yeah. a the team. All of a sudden, if just if like it within the game, like you know, Bolden has the hamstring. Well, that's like a huge loss. Like they can't right. have those kind of losses against yeah. uh, a, a Notre Dame. So I think that was like the main takeaway. And I just thought that Notre Dame staff did a fantastic job coaching this game. Like they just they completely outcoached uh, Oregon State. To be fair, that was another thing why the line made no sense. You have interim interim head coach who's not coaching. He, he right. wasn't coaching. He So the defensive coordinator who's – Trent Bray, great defensive coordinator, done a great job there for, for many years. He's not coaching in the game. So <clears throat> you have an interim – interim to the interim, you know, coaching that – uh the actual game, the head coach, you have someone else calling the plays on offense. You have someone else calling the plays on defense. You have all these guys who left for Jonathan Smith's staff. It just wasn't fair. Like they were just, it, it was going to be too much. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that they at least caught, got off in their moment. Like they had like, you know, the, the fat guy, uh, two point conversion. Yeah. 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 They got, they got the lineman in there. Um, they got the one nice touchdown. Like, you know, they at least had that because it had to be a miserable experience. Like, but just even right away, it was like they tried that punt, you know, the fake punt. And it was just like, man, you could just see that coming from a mile away. Yeah. Like, that was just going, it was just so obvious. And obviously, you know, great play by Josh Burnham to blow that up. And, you know, Notre Dame was ready for it. But, just all those kind of things where it was like they only had three called runs in the first half against Notre Dame's defense, which is the number one pass defense in the country, which 
everyone's back except for Cam Hart, mm-hmm. you know, and it just made no sense to, to, to do that. And you have all these tackles that you can't that these two new tackles and a new guard that these guys aren't going to be able to protect Gil Branson. They couldn't. And that was just, mm-hmm. that was just kind of the story. Um, they had to find, I, I'm surprised you didn't see a little bit more like trickeration and stuff like just a little bit like gadgety type stuff to try to get on the perimeter and hopefully you get a play here or there. Like yeah. they just didn't even really try that. It's hard. Cause like, We've kind of seen it before with, with like Notre Dame in like the Clemson game, for example. Like when you're only having like four play drives, five play drives, like it's hard to to get into some of the things you've been working on, right? Like they couldn't get anything going at all. Um, and so that just made it very hard for them. And look, Notre Dame, they, they Notre Dame is going to make it hard for everybody, right? Like that's just the type of defense that we, we uh, that Notre Dame has. So, um, you know, it's just it. They were up against it, and then Notre Dame, like the way that they were moving the ball too, like even though they they, they didn't move the ball great in the first half, they, they didn't have that many drives. They only had four real drives in the first half. Um, they missed a they missed a field goal where it was a long field goal, but like that was because of a sack that Angeli took. Um, so that kind of like Notre Dame was able to move the ball. So the house or Oregon State didn't have the ball that much. Um, and just so kind of some breaking news that. Uh, Jordan Faison was named MVP of the game, which surprises me considering uh, Angeli uh, threw for three touchdowns. Um, Faison had a great game on his own, five catches for 115. Let's yeah, he was awesome. awesome. Yeah, so he had five for 115 yards. Um, Steve Angeli, 14 of 18 for 212 yards. Uh, Jaden Thomas, good to see him back, right? Like, it was good to see great him healthy. See him healthy. It, it, it was clear that he, he, he was a different kind of player. They were using him different. Um, and you noted like a, a bunch of his catches from Thomas, like you noted on, on Twitter or X, um, that, you know, not a, like a perfect game from Gino Gadulli by any means at all, but he did have some third down winners in this one. Yeah. A lot that of them. really, that really set another name up. I, I thought the touchdown to phase on was really smart, like a really smart route concept where, you basically, you know that the the way that Oregon State plays defense, you know they're going to switch those corners if you if you basically cross your wide receivers, and so you have the one corner sitting in outside leverage. You take phase on outside, and then you stem him back inside. The corner is going to be out of position, out leveraged, uh, just naturally based on the way that they cover it. Really smart play by him, uh, and they get they get phase on at the end zone. I thought that was really smart. They had another rollout on third down where they got Jaden Thomas going. Um, and they got him on a nice little route concept. So they had some really good third down winners there. And that, like, I think that it, it, more than anything else, like, was really impressive from Steve Angeli, right? Like, only missed four passes the whole game. I thought, like, two of those were just kind of, I don't want to say poor throws, but I, it, Gary Danielson, like, it wasn't the greatest broadcast by any means, but he did bring up a couple of things where, uh, you know, if, if, if Steve Angeli was more comfortable – and more had more experience throwing to these guys, those passes probably get completed, you know, especially the pass to uh to Raritan that he missed. Uh, I thought the deep post to phase on where if he led him towards the middle of the field, oh, that, that's sure. that's gonna be a touchdown. So uh, but so they, they had some really good concepts going there. Um, and look at 14 of 18, 212, like that's over 10 yards per attempt. You're gonna take it every single time. Three touchdowns, didn't really put the ball in danger at all. Uh, Faison goes for five for 115. Like we said, five of six targets as well. 
Uh, the one, the one miss was was going to be a touchdown on kind of a poor throw. Uh, Jaden Thomas four of five. Uh, Jaden Greathouse two of two. Raritan two of uh, two of four. Um, what did you think? Of, I mean, the play, the play that they drew up near the goal line, Jamie. Where there's a lot going on on like the two yard line. There's a lot going on with the backs turn and you got players all over the oh, place. Oh, the the play action, the fake reverse. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I mean. At that point in the game, I think it's kind of like you're just you're just in your bag and you're just like they've been working. I mean, we're on winning it. this. We're winning this game. That I mean, that's my my opinion was they were like, I mean, let's just have fun in this. That like that's the kind of th- situation where it's like Oregon State never got in a position to run their uh, their little like uh, you know wildcat. Yeah. You know, pass thing until like late and they're like well we might as well just dump it out now and i think that was just the thing where they had put that in for the game and they were just like you know what we're not losing this game so it doesn't matter let's just take a shot and do it that was just my opinion of that call like it was was it the greatest call at the time nah i don't think so like and especially with how um how aggressive uh OSU was on the short yardage stuff. Yeah. If you're going to run a play action, you got to run like a little quick hit. That, 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 that was what I thought you had to do based on like how those linebackers were just cheating. Um, those linebackers for OSU played all right. Like they're not guys who've played a lot this year and really like two really young guys who, you know, kind of showed out um, in terms of, physicality and stuff. I mean, they had some trouble tackling love and uh, price, but I mean, everybody did. Those guys ran really well. Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, that was the other thing. OSU had all their front four. All those guys were there. So they had their starting front four. So in that sense too, that was one area where you could kind of see Notre Dame being put in a bad position, especially because, you know, they're like, I think they were 21st in sack rate. Like they're, they get after it. They're definitely like one of the better, like, you know, they're top 20 in havoc rate. Um, they cause a lot of havoc in this game, actually, yeah. their, their defense. I just thought that what Gadouli did really well in this game was he didn't get cute with other outside of that one play. Like, you know, like he didn't get cute with a lot of stuff. Right. They ran inside zone and duo like a ton. Like it must have been like seventy percent of the calls in this game, mm-hmm. so they weren't going to to, and they ran. I mean, counter tray too, right? They ran counter tray, but they tried to run pin and pull once. It was like, nah, that didn't like, and and as soon as it didn't work, they were like, we're not going back. You know, it was yeah. They didn't they didn't try to do anything like crazy to, um, like he wasn't putting it on a reel. You know what I mean? He coached yeah. it to win the game. Which was smart because the line and I saw like maybe it was Rajon or somebody in in the chat said, um, you know, the line was like way better, like way better, like really good. And they weren't really good, actually. They were okay. They were just okay in this game. If you look at it, there wasn't a lot of big holes for the backs. Mm-hmm. There wasn't. Um, there was a lot of, you know, one guy, you know, four guys doing good. One guy maybe not doing as good. 
on a lot of stuff, right? And it doesn't mean that most of the guys didn't play pretty well or grayed out okay in the game. They just were, but but by no means were dominant. They look like a lot of new guys working together, right? That that's how I mm-hmm. I, I saw it. And then you could see in pass pro too. Gaduli like moved the pocket. He got he got Angeli out on like sprint outs on play action outside of the pocket, and it was always even on like the third and longs, which weren't like third and fourteen or whatever, but like third and seven. The ball was getting out quick and yeah. it was like short of the six, which, you know, normally people hate, but they schemed it up. So those plays would be open though. Those guys would have a chance to make plays after the catch and they did. Right. So I thought he used motion tremendously well in this game Yeah, to, to, to get guys open. Um, that is also something that was like, as we kind of, um, transition it to Mike Denbrock. Mike Denbrock is like a heavy motion guy. He's he's one of the most frequent um you know runs motion more frequently uh than like way above average. So I I believe they led the SEC in uh in uh motion. Yeah. Um, in terms of the last two years. So um that is something that uh pre-step motion, excuse me. So that's something that I think you saw today, but you're going to continue to kind of see. And let's just face it. Notre Dame has to scheme up some of these guys too, because although they have, I think some of these guys are going to be better at winning one-on-one when you go against really, really top corners, you got to scheme these kind of things. And, and Oregon state didn't have like lights out corners. Yeah. So, but if, but if you go against those top guys, you can't just win regular. And that was the thing with like Oregon state. It was like, well, they, they hit a slant. It's like, okay. You know, they hit the little two, two step drop slant. Got it. Got a nice first down. Next play. They try to go slant again. And I was like, well, it was just obvious. Christian Gray was going to break that up. Like, right. And that's a great play by Christian Gray too, but it's a a good point. Like he, but he sat on it. Like to your point, like he sat on it and, and he knew, like you said, like, he knew it was coming. He sat on it. He almost got, he almost got a big pick out of it. So it's just like, yeah, like there was a lot of just kind of like predictability on their end. Um, I do, I do think that we should talk about Steve Angeli a little bit. Cause Joey, Joey Goddard or Goddard. I don't know how to say your last name. Sorry, but, but I, um, he makes a good point here. Uh, you do everything you reasonably can to keep Angeli in the program after that performance. Um, I do think we should give a good amount of time to Angeli here because I I just I was very impressed with him. Like I I, I every pass, like it, it I love how he spins it. He spins it nice. The ball comes out accurate. It comes out like it comes out hard. Um he he has good command with the with the ball. Like where he wants it to go, it's going, right? There, I didn't think there was one pass where I was like, man, that's kind of ugly. You know, like it was there. Like the I think the the pass to like we said, the pass to Faison, I think he threw it where he wanted it to go, but it wasn't where it needed to go for where the wide receiver was going. Same thing with the Raritan play, right? But that's like, again, lack of reps with, with the player in, 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 in the game. He did some things like in the pocket where it's like, like when he took the sack, it's like, you can't, you can't do that. You got to get the ball out. Right. But those are reps. Like those, those are just experienced reps. You need to be better, uh, you know, uh, just kind of 
getting more time back there. I, I agree with 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 Joey in that like you do have to I think you really do have to try to keep him in the program because he looked good. I you know and it's like you have Riley Leonard who is uh is is a is is a runner, right? I don't I don't want to say he's injury prone because I don't think he is. He got rolled up and that's it could happen to anyone at any time, right? Especially because he was in the pocket. So it's not like he was running and being physical that way. But it's just like I think Steve Angeli, he showed me enough. We mentioned it. Every time you see him, he looks good. And now this was a real game where, you know, it didn't have to look this good. He didn't have to look this poised. He didn't have to look this accurate. He didn't have to throw the ball as well as he did. I mean, he's he's running. And, and like, look, he made the mistake a couple of times where he, he uh, delayed a game. He wasn't focused on the on the play clock, and that's his bad, right? So it's what I'm second kind of surprised that didn't happen more often. Yeah. And it's second and 15 and Freeman's getting on him. Like you got to, you got to like a second time it happened. Freeman's getting on him. You got to notice it. You got to be ready to go. They call a pass play. He scrambles around and he lowers his shoulder and runs over a guy. It's like, I just made a mistake. I'm make, I'm getting a first down and I'm going to make it happen. Like that to me is like moxie. It's confidence. It's uh competitiveness. All the things that you want out of a quarterback. I thought he played great. I thought his 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 body language was great. I thought his command was great. Um, I love how the ball comes out of his hand. I've always loved it. Uh, like when I saw him at USC last year, I was like, man, he, he throws a good he throws a good pass. Um, so I was really impressed with him. Uh, what 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 is your take on this, Jamie? Yeah, I think every time you see him, he's accurate, and that's yeah. the thing. Like like you said, those misses, those aren't misses where you don't you're not giving your guy a chance. Like Faison yeah. could have still had that yeah. ball, would have had to make a great catch, but he still could have had it. Where I think you would see with Sam Hartman this year, I mean, some of his misses are like bad misses, right? Like, yeah, um, you know, and and you just don't see that with um Angeli, and that's an absolute credit to him, right? And um, yeah, I, I just thought like even the stuff like there's the one play that sticks out as like kind of like a a, a poor and jelly play um it was that one third down where pain's leaking out of the backfield you know he's not wide open but the ball's got to get out there the ball's got to get out he's short of the sticks you got to get the ball out and hope the guy makes a play right that's because of the pressure because of the clock you know that you know that they're bringing you know five or six or whatever they were bringing on that play and Yes, Tosh Baker made a mistake. Like, obviously, he's got to protect his inside. Did a bad job on it. He's got to pick up that that twist. Didn't do it. So that's the reason the rusher came free. But ball still – you still have to assume that pressure could still get there. Ball's got to get out. And then, obviously, he spun into a sack and whatever. And that, that's how, how it ended up. But that was it for like really like kind of like, man, that wasn't a good play where you're like, man, he really looked inexperienced there. There just wasn't a lot of that. And man, that's a total credit to him because you get put in these situations um, where, you know, you're there and you don't have the best. uh, um, You you don't have your best. You don't have Joe Alt and Blake Fisher there. You don't have all these guys who start all this time. So it's a tougher situation. Like I said, Gudule put him in situations to win, but he did. Then he did he did win, right? And uh, he just was 
really kind of smart about it. Obviously ran the ball well too. He's a, that's the other thing that I've been saying about him too. He's a way better athlete that people give him credit for. Um, I think, yeah, obviously they got to try to keep him in the program. I think that's obviously, but I don't think, I think people, the only reason he'd be looking to get out is if like he wants to get out. Yeah. Like he wants to get out because I just don't know. Or he, or he's under the impression that when the time comes, he's not going to get, he's not going to be, get a fair shake at being the quarterback, not just this year, but after Leonard. If that's the case, then obviously he should get out, whatever. But I don't think that's the case. Like, I think they'll, they'll make it kind of similar to what they did with uh, Buckner this year in the spring where they, they're going to give him uh, a lot of reps. I think he's going to split reps with, with um, uh, Leonard in the spring. And, you know, we'll see what Minchie gets to in Carr as well. I mean, unfortunately for Carr, that's just the kind of situation where I just don't think he's going to get a ton of reps in the spring um, with the team, with, like, first and yeah. second team. You know, he's he's probably not going to get a ton of that. Um, but it just, like, people could say, like, man, all these teams probably want Angeli now. I, mean, I was thinking a, that. So I, I was thinking like he is going to get a, an offer or some kind of opportunity. It's going to be made known to him that he he there's something there for him. Sure, that'll happen. But it's like the kind of thing where this is why it's even though Buckner, we can all say like, man, I don't know if that's a good situation for Buckner, like him going to Alabama. But can you blame him when it was like Alabama didn't have a starting quarterback? It's like your offensive coordinator, previous offensive coordinators there, all that. It was like, he just is basically like, shoot your shot. Yeah. And he went for it and didn't work out. Okay. And then now he's back at Notre Dame trying to be a lacrosse player or whatever. But like, I think with Angeli, where, where would he go? That is a good program. Cause a bunch of bad programs would be like, Steve Angeli, come on down, be our starter. Yeah. But what about the what about the good programs? The good programs would say, "Hey, we want you, but you got to compete." It's like, well, that's the same as Notre Dame. So I just I I don't I don't know I don't I don't see it with that. Like I I don't see that, especially because he was an early enrollee too, where you could be like graduating three years and have two years left. Of all this, there's all these other factors that go into it. Right. So um, like, I don't know the quarterback situation of every power, you know, four team. But that's the other thing. So like, let's say Oregon state was like, and jelly, we want you. It's like, well, Oregon state's in limbo next yeah. year. Like, what are they doing? Does anyone have any idea? Or just, let's just say like, um, well, it's a bad example because uh, I was going to say Michigan State because whatever, right? Like, because they already got Aiden Childs. Yeah. But let's just say Illinois, Illinois, whatever. I have no idea what their quarterback situation is like. Just say Illinois was like, man, we want you. Okay. You come in here, you have a great chance to start. You're probably going to be the guy. So he can win five to seven games. 
and do whatever. Like, if does he really want to do that? Does I mean, maybe he does. If you really want out, then you go to that situation. But it's just like there's. I mean, I don't blame like say Tate Rodemaker for leaving Florida State when it's so obvious they're just like recruiting over him, and it's like they're already they you know the the buzz is that Brock Glenn they think is going to be the next guy yeah. after the transfer thing. Okay, yeah, get out, man. Do do whatever. But I think with Angeli, like I don't see how anything like they clearly like put out social media stuff like it's peanut butter and jelly time, like right after. Hartman opted out. Yeah, like they're yeah. like, they're making it be like, okay, it's his team for now, right? They they never said, okay, well, him and Minchie are going to compete for the job. Like it was like, no, Angeli, he's going to be the guy who starts this game and right away and and so forth. And that's kind of how it went. And <clears throat> so, I mean, unless Notre Dame tells him like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen for you here. I don't see why he would leave unless something just opened up that was like too good to say no to, but I just don't, don't even know um, what that could be. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I think, I think that something <laughs> would, would, I think something would present itself post spring probably. I mean, he would want a spring game or a spring practice situation. I'm sure. But it's, I, I always feel, and I've talked about this a bunch, like, if you if he sticks it out at Notre Dame, he can he will have an opportunity like to be the starter, and it'll be like the favorite. It just, that's how it always is, right? Like it, it just if if you stick it out, you hang in there, there your your time will present itself. It just kind of works out that way, and so. But I don't I don't know where he's at. Like maybe he just wants to play. Maybe he like because he clearly is good enough to play, you know, and like he's. He's 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 a very good football player, and and first of all, like like Tommy Reese gets a lot of flack for stuff like this. This was a good eval. He's he's good. Yeah. He is a good football player. So that was a good eval by him, and so he did uh, a good job. And so I I just like I think to me I think for Notre Dame it's like that you you put the press on him in a way, and to to uh, you know to to Joey's original point like. You put the press on him. It's like, hey, man, like we see something here, we see something, and you know, it, it probably going with Leonard. You probably are. There's just a different. Like honestly, I think Riley Leonard could be Steve Angeli, but just with better legs. That's that's how I see it could happen. Uh, but I think they could tell him like, hey, like we think this is something here, and you try like some because I could you know I'll see some guys where it's like, hey, man, like if you want to go look, go for it, you know, and I think. Notre Dame should, should definitely make an effort to um, to kind of keep him around. Um, just some some stats here to kind of back up what we've been talking about. Notre Dame eight to thirteen on third down. This is a very this is a very good performance. Just um, against anyone, it doesn't matter. Like you're you're that much you're you're that effective on third down. You're doing a really good job. Um, Twenty three total first downs. Twelve rushing first downs. Zero for Oregon state to your point, Jamie, about like, I can't believe they didn't try to run like Fenwick's pretty good. And I think they needed to lean on him a little bit more um, to give themselves a better chance. Uh, only 44 plays offensively for Oregon state um, 6.8 yards per play for Notre Dame. So that's again, a good performance uh, from them. I think, uh, I think Gio Gino Gadouli acquitted himself very well. Um, kind of like, 
it, it kind of in a way like similar to his quarterback where I, I thought, you know, if you, you got to have a guy who to call a game like this, you know, girl, Jugaduli is, is perfectly fine <clears throat> at it. Do a very good job. Same with, uh, same with Steve Angeli, but you kind of feel like there is a bigger, bigger role out there. Uh, for those guys defensively, Jamie, let me just put up the defensive stats real quick. Um, Xavier Watts leads the team with five tackles. They're not going to have a bunch of high defensive numbers because they weren't really on the field, only 44 plays. Xavier Watts leads the team in tackles with five. He had that half of a kind of a half sack on, I think it was the fourth down play or the third down play. They tried to roll out the quarterback. Uh, Batelho, who you had mentioned, um, five tackles, one sack, uh, one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he, he went down with the shoulder. Uh, we kind of have to check in on that. It looked like either a, um, uh, like a, maybe it was a stinger. Um, hopefully it was a stinger, or maybe it was some sort of a separation type deal. Um, but you, but you mentioned he's been dealing with injuries throughout the year. Um, was there anything you wanted to say about that? Uh, yeah, I hope it's not this because I've had a thing with my shoulder. Um, that I mean, it's very common for football players, but like uh, especially guys on defense. Uh, when you're tackling guys, you're it. It's called like subluxation, where your tendons get stretched. So it's like your shoulder separates, mm. but it like kind of pops back in right away. Yeah. Uh, and but it's like gonna pop out all the time, and it's super painful, and it's just like, yeah, you, you you have to get surgery to correct it. If it is, I hope it's not that. I hope it's not that. Um, I thought that he played. I mean, he played really well in this game. Obviously, they're playing against two young tackles, so he should have played well, right? But, but you know, he did, and he is not. He's not healthy. Like he hasn't been healthy all year, and he went out and he just the thing with him was just like even that sack on that play. It's just motor, right? Like yeah. just motor, yeah. and you just want to see that. And like, I mean. It wasn't like there was one standout in the game, but that's just how it's kind of been for Notre Dame all season. Where it's like, yeah, it's really like a collective effort where you're like, I mean, you could point to like four plays where you're like, man, Howard Cross just dominated on this play. Or like at the very beginning, the first couple series, you're like, man, Mills just really just owned this guard here. And just there was all this kind of stuff like up front where like JJB beats the tackle, gets the force fumble, whatever, right? Like, that's there are those kind of things that stood out up front. And then like, you know, you could just all these other things where think of how many times they ran play action and there was no one open. Like there was no one open. And, um, and you know, he had to just throw it away. Um, And really, and he was obviously pressured, um, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much the the whole game too. But um, I mean, I just love seeing that. The one thing I'll say on defense, I just love seeing that safety. Uh, yeah. I mean, who who doesn't love to see a safety in those situations? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, great job with the point of attack by Josh Burnham. I mean, Josh Burnham, just whenever the guy plays, the guy looks good. Like, he's just really – I mean, I think he's going to be a big factor for Notre Dame next year. I, I, re- I really do. Um, and – you know, another year development too. Like I'm excited to see him, but love to see obviously Bertrand in there and Drake Bowen got in there on that too. Yeah. Love to see that for him. Love to see Aidan Schuler flying around out there. 
And I mean, I don't want to pick on anyone, but if like, if you really look at like all of like the negative plays in the fourth quarter, almost all the receptions came against Chance Tucker and I almost felt bad for him because it was just like, that was just how it went on, on those things. And even that is like, he get people like a great catch. Who, who, he gave up another long play. I, maybe it was against, uh, it was against Pitt. Well, like that was a great catch. Great too. coverage. And, and, and like, great throw, great catch. This kid has given up like the, the this catch, like his, he's like attached to the receiver arm in and this kid's like half of an like half of a centimeter of his knee lands inbounds like it's incredible catch like uh, it that's like not bad coverage i feel bad just because it's like it's to his name it happened two times this year where someone made an incredible catch against him on against good coverage that's tough i hate to see that because i think his coverage is good um but yeah, I mean that that was kind of the only negative thing to your point there. I, I think JD Bertrand, I mean, we heard before, like we heard yesterday he was dealing with something, whatever it might be. He's been hurt all year. He's out here. All the other captains uh, opted out of the game um for you know, whatever reason, the the reasons that are there. And and he's out there playing hurt, slamming in the line again on the blitzes and uh just throwing his body around. And you just have to appreciate it, right? Like it's not anything against anyone who wants to opt out because it just, that's, you know, that's college football today, but he didn't, he stayed played in the game and he just like, he's, he's putting it on the line. Same thing with Javante Jean Baptiste who got to be a captain for this game. So it's like, you, you have to like recognize those performances, right? Not again, not against any player who chose not to play in the game. Uh, but you just have to, you have to know, yeah, you appreciate things. it. Yeah. You appreciate it. And, um, and you want to put it out there. Um, what do you say about, uh, I, someone put in the chat here, uh, Rajon put it, Tosh Baker is a huge human. Uh, he is a huge human. He is a huge, huge human being. Um, what, what did you make of Tosh Baker and Charles Jagusaw in this game? Uh, how, how they played? Um, I mean, I thought they had good moments. I thought they had some bad moments, right? Like, um, I would say that they had more good than bad, um, but they looked like guys who weren't starters the whole year. You yeah. know, that that's how I would kind of put it. Um, like, I, I saw a couple of really good blocks from, from Joggy saw in the game where uh, I was like, man, this big boy can move and he can, when he latches onto you, it's a problem. Um, but I also see like he's got to play with better leverage in certain situations. He's, you know, getting driven back on, on some uh, uh, on pass pro where he's got to anchor a little bit better. Um, but he did, I think, for the most part, did a pretty good job um, in the game. And I mean, certainly go back to J Joe Alt's first game against. Cincinnati when he came in in the second half against Cincinnati yeah and you're like Joe Alt looked good it was very similar where you're like Joe Alt looked good and you're like and he also got beat by my J Sanders bad a couple times which is mm -hmm. what happens to a true freshman against a really good player and they had good edge rushers like they had, like I said all those the guys opted in and they had a good pass rush um yeah I mean I I think what you saw from all those guys is like 
for both those guys is enough to say that, um, I mean, Dragusa obviously is going to be a competitor for one of the starting tackle spots next year. Yeah. That's pretty obvious. But I think you, with Baker, it's enough to be like, if he wants to come back, then you want him back. Like, you know, to be a guy, because at the very least, he's a guy who can step in and play, you know. And I've always said about Tosh Baker is, like, you know, the person who mentioned he was just a monster human. He is a monster human. It's like if this guy doesn't play in the NFL, like something went wrong along the way because guys like him, if you just saw him walking down the street, I've has anybody's ever walked beside him? Like I've seen him like walk right up next to him before, not just at practice, but just around. Like I saw him around South Bend and I'm like, this dude is massive, massive. Like he's a different level of human. That guy should be an NFL player. And I'm not saying he's going to be, but that's what he should be and could be. So it's probably like, you know, the fact that he hasn't become a full-time starter in four years, you know, that probably means he's not going to be, but it also doesn't mean that he can't be a guy who helps and plays next year. Um, I will say though, Emil Wagner you know, didn't win the starting job in the game. Man, he was crushing dudes in the run game on the on the, the last drive when he was in, though. So yeah, that looked yeah. good. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't count out Emil Wagner because he didn't win the job for this camp for this either. Because who knows, right? And I also still think that, like, no, no doubt, no matter what happened in this game, if a good offensive tackle that you think is starter quality is available. Like Notre Dame starter quality because you can yeah. get a, you can get a random power five starter quality guy right now, but like actual guy that you know can be up to the standard that Notre Dame has had a tackle, then you get him. Yeah. You know you do whatever you can to get him. Yeah, um, it, it it the the Wagner thing was kind of like it's one of those deals like you kind of want him to win it, you know, just because of the, just because of the youth and what it could mean uh, moving forward. But I thought, I thought Tosh Baker acquitted himself uh, pretty well. Right. Like I remember just a couple of times I remember thinking like, you know what? That's a good, that's good. Like that's a good block he's doing. Right. Like he doesn't look like a total disaster out there. Like, like the last time we saw him in, in bulk was 2021 and it looked real bad. Yeah. Right. And, and Baker did not look like that. At he was all. not ready to play. He yeah, was he wasn't ready to play, and, and this he was completely like this was a completely different order of magnitude of just like just the level that he was at. So like, good job like by him on that, you know. And like for anyone who's seen him, like like you said, you, you've 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 talked about this with me for as long as we've been doing the show. Like he looks the part. He looks like a guy who he is enormous. Like he truly is. And I and I don't think like unless you've like been down at, like at his level, it, it really doesn't, you know, kind of stand out. It's like, man, like how are people this big, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's something to, uh, there's something to be said for that. Right. It's so there's something to be said for just having a guy out there, like Oregon state's got to be like this guy, like this guy is the guy who can't get on the field like him. This is who they're bringing out. So um, it's important to, uh, to look the part. Uh, well, okay, so just I just want to mention your football team. 
Oh, sorry, because you were you were doing the seg. I, I, I totally was. I totally. I was segging it. I was segging it. The point. It it's smooth. important. <laughs> it's too smooth. I was trying. It was it's important. Smooth. It's important. It's important to look the part for your football team and for your website or your social media page, whatever it may be. And if you want to look the part, uh, head over to vsrmediacompany.com, which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor Vahid Sadrazadeh. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. I can't believe that's never happened before. It's the first time yeah. ever. It's a, it's a last show of the year, and that, that's what happened. Uh, but what, what were you going to say? I was just going to say because uh, – sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Blayberg, who yeah. – you know, when he because he mentioned that, you know, when you watch the game over, he struggled. And I think by a certain – by Notre Dame standards is what I'm saying. Yes. He was not up to the standard of like, you know, people like getting on Blake Fisher because like, man, Blake Fisher's playing bad. He really wasn't playing that bad. It's just that he's not even wasn't playing close. He was yeah, he wasn't playing close to Joe Alt or even, you know, any of the previous like elite tackles of the past. And that's, it's fair. That's how people should be measured. Um, but I also think that in this game, you're asking a guy who hadn't played all year, and now all of a sudden he's starting in this game, and he's going to have some bad plays. And, like, listen, um, you know, uh, not to name names, but there was someone I know who was, like, yelling about one other lineman during the game, and I was like, that actually wasn't his fault. It was another guy's fault. Like, and it just – but you could go out and pick plays and there's like across the board where you're like Coogan missed this block. Um, you know, Shroud didn't protect his inside here. Craig gave too much pushback on, on, on this, right? The nose really got under his pads here. Like you can really pick out a bunch of that stuff over the course of the game as to why like this run didn't hit, you know, this thing didn't work that well. You can find a lot of that stuff over the course of the game with all the guys, right? And it's not that necessarily anyone played bad bad but it's just like guys had bad plays like that was a thing in the game which is why like even though you know what it what did notre name find ran for 236 in the game right yeah ran for 236 in the game they weren't dominant in the run game notre dame was not dominant in the run game like they not even close really right like um and that's and because even if you think about it Think of how many plays that um, Price and Love made a guy miss in the hole, right? Like yeah. a significant amount where they got yards after contact, right? And I think you'll see in this game that the yards before contact in this game wasn't like great, you know? Because, um, mm-hmm. man, I was just dying for, first of all, that Gary Danielson comment about Jeremiah Love not being explosive. I was like, Oh boy! Like, I, I mean, just definitely knew who he, definitely knew who he was talking about there. Yeah, definitely, definitely knew. But I just, I think most people just been dying to see 
Jeremiah Love get a big hole yeah. to run through the whole year. And he's gotten maybe like two or three. You know, that's just and sometimes that's just how it works, right? Like you don't you don't you don't get it and you gotta make something out of it. Like he made something out of nothing on his touchdown, which was just fantastic, right? But um like even that play where Price, which was a great job, right? Like you stayed patient with it and hit it at the right time and made one guy miss, and then all of a sudden he broke it. Love even hasn't had a lot of that where it's like he breaks it to one guy and then it's like, and then there's daylight. He just hasn't been lucky yeah. enough to have that. Um, because I'm telling you, that is going to happen for him, obviously, way more next year with the more touches he gets. And for people like Gary Danielson who aren't aware of how fast Jeremiah Love is, they're going to be blown away yeah. by how this – and eventually um, you're going to see them throw the ball to Love too in ways where you're like, oh, he's matched up in a linebacker, and you're like, oh – that's you know that's a house call like he's got that kind of speed and that's something that uh, that Denbrock can take advantage of right yes. take advantage of and that's why you want to bring in someone like him uh, i want to mention gordon butler was super chat thank you very much gordon uh, zone reed is going to cook next year with leonard and jelly and jelly tore off some chunks today on good polls uh absolutely absolutely that was a that was some that was a nice little uh nice little treat that that steve Jelly gave us today uh made some really good made some really good reads there had some really nice runs. Uh, Steve Angeli showed something in the running game that I think that, uh, like, it, it'd show up in the scouting report, you know, where teams got to say, like, okay, like, this is in there. We got we got to be worried about it, right? Like, it was good enough to that. So, uh, good job. Good job by him on uh, on that front there. I, I think it's interesting, like, going into the game, like, when, when the opt-outs were happening. And not just that, but, like, the transfers, right? So, like, Flores – leaves the leaves the team uh tobias merriweather leaves the team and you know like braylon james leaves the team and and there was so much like is notre dame gonna have anyone to play a receiver for notre dame in this bowl game and like it just ended up not only not being a factor but like Faison goes over 100 Jaden thomas has a good game uh i mean matt salerno's out there making diving catches right like Jaden Jaden greyhouse like it, it totally worked out it worked out fine um, Bazon, you know, I, I he's just good. He's good. You get like it. People, people say things like, uh, you know, it's kind of like to the point where you're, you're kind of, you're, 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 you're kind of taking a dig at Notre Dame. It's like, well, this guy is a former lacrosse walk on or whatever. And it's like, it, and notably, by the way, nope. I, did you see KK Smith out there? I didn't see him out there at all. I didn't see him out there. I, I didn't. I don't remember seeing him out there. So like, it just yeah. Maybe like, he got in at the end. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like you 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 see him play, and it's like this guy. If he was a force, like I've said, if he was a four star freshman, you'd absolutely say, you know what, that <clears throat> earned his ranking, right? He he looks good. He he's he fights for the ball. He's he's good in the open field. Obviously, uh, he's great on punt return. Like I said. I said, uh, like, what was it? The pit game where I was like, he's going to be Notre Dame's punt returner for the next four years. And, and he is now right. Like he's going to do it. He looks completely comfortable returning kicks. Um, obviously he's, like I said before, he's very good, um, you know, with run after catch and, uh, and things of that nature. Like he's a really good, like jet sweep guy. He's just, he's got so many things that he brings to the team. Jamie's hanging in there. 
Good for you, buddy. Um, so it's just, uh, it's, it, it, there's a lot there. And, and then when you, when you factor in the fact that they're bringing in Chris, Chris Mitchell and they're bringing in uh, Bo Collins, right? And you're just adding to that group. Then the freshmen come in. Notre Dame's got got something going on at wide receiver in uh in 2024, Jamie. What, what's your read on that situation? Um, yeah, I should also point out as someone mentioned, Deion Colsey never saw him today. He, he was, was out there. He was definitely he was out, out there. there. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, but he did. They obviously didn't throw him the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Jaden Thomas is just how he was used today is kind of like how he should be used. Yeah. He is like, first of all, a, like it was funny because it, it is one of those things where Jaden Thomas, once you see him, you're like, he's a big dude. He yeah. is basically like an H back in a, you know, playing wide receiver. So he can do all these kind of extra things there, but then he can also be used on like, you know, like those little RPOs and those little like play action stuff where he's just leaking out and you just dump him the ball and get him to run through one tackle and get 10 yards, you know, like that's kind of like what he can do. Like his touchdown was like a play where it's like just finishing because he's just a big, strong dude. And that's exactly kind of what you want. And I think that's what it's like if, and I don't even know if he's like fully confident. Cause after, you know, anyone who's had a hammy, it, it takes a while to be fully confident Yeah, to, to, to go like all out. So I don't even know if he's like fully confident in doing that yet, but he is going to be a factor for Notre Dame because he can do all these things. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, Jade Greathouse barely even got the ball thrown his way in this game. And I think he's going to be, um, coach, why are you obsessed with my facial expressions, bro? It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, this is, this is the funniest thing to me. Sorry. Just, I keep seeing, he's like saying I got the ultimate poker face. You um, do. Yeah. True fact. I mean, I, I think it's like, it's like, uh, you know, the Hulk, right? Like, the Hulk's angry all the time. Well, guess what? Yeah. My kid's in kindergarten. I'm sick all the time. So that's why I got the <laughs> poker face. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I do think that Notre Dame is lacking in terms of, like, they kind of need, like, either one of Mitchell, which probably would be most likely Mitchell for me, to kind of hit and be, like, Oh, this is a guy for them. I, I think that is important for uh, the receiver position next year um, because it's just too much to expect any of the freshmen. Uh, as you know, we've said most of the time too. Like even five star freshmen, like they don't. You don't see like other than Michael Floyd, you know, and AJ Green, and like you know, there's just so few that really are true impact day one guys. Right. There's so many true impact day one guys that it's usually like in year two where they make that big jump because there's just so much that goes into that transition, which is why I think it's exciting to see kind of see like great house and phase on yeah. next year. That's going to be exciting to kind of see where they're at. But I do think like being able to like stretch the field, attack, attack down the field, 
love obviously love seeing the slot fades you know love being able to take advantage of that kind of stuff um and i don't know like here to me it's guys making plays after the catch is and the toughness after the catch was like probably like the best thing about the receiver play today yeah um pops is here shit we should have kind of we should have mentioned it at the beginning and that's kind of my fault but um if you haven't heard any if it was on the broadcast uh jaden mickey's mother who was was dealing with um very bad colon cancer i mean it's been it's been a long time uh and she i think she's it, the, the diagnosis when we heard about it was was pretty it was like terminal um and it's been all year that they i think she was in hospice for most of the year um so it was his dad uh lamar mickey put out on twitter that she passed away uh you, you know overnight basically in the middle of the night and um it's the prayers to his family anyone who's dealing with the loss of that um it's it's terrible it's terrible for a college player a college age uh person to lose their mother like that um he has been you know i he is like the the kind of the courage that he's shown throughout this has been um amazing to me just because you're you're dealing with this i mean she's obviously not going to make it right and she's but he's oh you know he's he wrote a book over this over the off season like last off season he wrote like a children's book uh, so, he, you know, he's doing that with his time. He plays in this game and, and I kind of knew he would just because of the way that's been handled. Um, it, you know, it's nice to be around your, your friends and your teammates and, uh, you know, kind of doing a normal thing. Um, but it's, it's sorry. It's sad news that this happened. And so pops, uh, thank you for, th- thank you, um, for bringing it up pops. Cause I should have done that earlier. Um, yeah, what, just, you, you want to say something? Yeah, just condolences to um, the Mickey family. Yeah. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And yeah. it's just one of those things where, um, you know, when you know that there's like a loved one, that it's like when they're in hospice care and you know that, you know, there there's a time limit on yeah. that. Um, in a way, it's it can be harder, but it also can be a little bit easier too, um, to just because you get to kind of process your grief during yeah, that time. Over, too. over time. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I can't even imagine, um, I can't even imagine playing like that. He's played this season and, and still played yeah. the season and then played in this game. Um, just, you know, I, I really just wish the best for him and his family. And I really, uh, man, it's just heartbreaking stuff. And I just don't know how anyone could be completely rooting for him, um, you know, to just ball the heck out next year and just have a great year. And, um, you know, just, just hope to see that from him um, and just, just a tremendous, tremendous loss. Yeah. So strength to them. And um, as they kind of process this and deal with it. Um, and as we wrap up the show here, Jamie, I, th- I think it's a, uh, it's a good time to end. Uh, just first of all, thank you, you know, to everyone who is, this is our last uh, instant reaction show. Like I said at the top, 
And uh, thank you to everyone who has tuned in. It's been a great year. Uh, we had lots of fun. The show has grown. We've had, we've got, uh, I think we've made a bunch of improvements to the show. The show is only growing and we really appreciate everyone for being a part of it. Um, it's awesome. I love doing this. I love talking ball with Jamie. It's, uh, it's, it's a total privilege to be able to do this, man. You know so much about the game. And uh, it's, so it's, it's awesome to do that and interacting with everybody. There are, there are so many people in the chat who are, who are here literally every show. And uh, it makes it worth it, right? Like we wouldn't do it if people didn't care and didn't tune in. Um, and so I, I know there's like a ton of people who always tune in and they don't comment or they don't leave a comment. And uh, we thank you as well. It's uh, it's it's awesome. It's a privilege to do this. It's a privilege to talk about the team. It's a privilege to talk about Notre Dame. Um, it's it's all good, man. And on to on to twenty twenty four. Anything you, you want to say, Jamie? Parting shots on the twenty twenty. Yeah, season? just hope uh, <clears throat> you know, just echo everything you said about um the people that are uh listening uh or watching like every week, like. Um, obviously like there's the people who comment all the time that we see yeah. all the time, but then we also hear from people that don't comment all the time. That's we're like, yeah. Hey, I listened to the show and this, that, or this, this show helped me get through this drive or this something like that. Yeah. And that always means yeah. a lot when people give us that kind of feedback. And I, you know, I, I just echo what Greg said, like, I love doing the show with Greg. I think we have a great time. I think we put out a great product. Um, it was, uh, a fun season. I mean, obviously when Notre Dame wins 10 games, it's a lot more fun than when they're not playing well. Yeah. Um, obviously we're hoping for even better season for them next year. Hopefully it's a, it's a, it's a, a CFP run for them. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously we're going to still be doing it, uh, you know, on our, our weekly shows. So keep tuning into that. Just uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and just, you know, have a happy and healthy uh, new year. Happy and healthy 2024. Um, we'll be light next week because I'm I'm on vacation and uh, we're we're doing something. So we'll be light next week, um, and then and then on to 2024 and, and the off season. And there's a lot to cover. Um, there's a lot to go over. It's a, I think it's a very exciting time for Notre Dame right now. Like it, the vibes are really good. <laughs> it almost yeah. almost disconcertingly good actually. Uh, but we'll 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 see. But uh, yeah, so that that's um, that's the deal. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. If this is your first time, please subscribe to our channel, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. So you know, whatever it is, we are going live. Notre Dame finishes 2023, 10 and three and with a 40 to eight victory over Oregon state. Uh, have a good new year's everyone. Enjoy the, uh, the college football playoffs. Enjoy all those things. We'll be back to talk about all of it. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Keep hitting and hustling.